Owen, a year of my life. Thank you so much for joining us. We're going to get straight into it and cut back to 2007. You've been at Bayern Munich for a decade. You've won everything there is to win. Four league titles, the Champions League. What sparked the move to Manchester United? Yeah, just just that actually. You know, the fact that, you know, at, at Bayern we had been fortunate to be on a team that was able to win things and I'd been there for 10 years. I went there at 16. I was, I was 26, you know, and I just felt like I needed a new sporting challenge, you know, and I was the only one who played in the national team that didn't play in the Premier League. So every time we met up, everyone was saying, when are you going to come to the Premier League? When are you come to the Premier League? So um, it just felt like, like a good time. And when, when Man United come calling and Sir Alex comes calling, then it's hard to, it's hard to say no. And plus, I knew all the guys... From, from England, Gary Neville and Rio and, and Wayne Rooney. So I knew I was joining a really special group of players and, you know, to play with some guys that I, I loved. You know, Ryan Giggs was one of my heroes. Play with Paul Scholes, who was one of my favourite players ever. Um, it was just, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo. It was just a crazy, crazy team to be a part of. You know? So made it an easy decision. Absolutely. It seemed to be a deal that took forever. Uh, what was the hold-up? Well, Bayern Munich don't sell players. That's just a fact. I remember I got fined a couple of times. Not, I didn't do anything wrong, but, you know, they, man, they wanted me. And I, I was never going to force my way out. I wasn't like that, you know. But, you know, I wanted, you know, it was just a, a fresh challenge. And I think Bayern understood that in the end, you know, with playing in the national team. You see this similar, similar now with Leroy Sané at City to go back to Bayern. When you go back to your home country, it's kind of makes it slightly different rather than just switching anywhere. So, Bayern didn't want to sell me. I remember Carl Heinz said to him, but I'm not going to sell you, you know. And um, and then I think after a, a year, we had a, a meet, like a, a team function with about 500 people there. Wow. And he he was in front of everyone talking about the season. He said, oh, and you can go to Man United now. So in front of everyone. That's the first I heard of it, you know. So Did I, you joke? Like, oh, okay. I, I didn't even know. And I, it wasn't that I wanted to leave Bayern. I didn't. I loved Munich. I really did. It's one of the best cities you'll ever go to in your whole life. But I just thought to go to a team to, you know, to win a Champions League, right? At that time, Bayern, we, we couldn't do that. You know, we were transitioning from the old generation to the young one, which was Philipp Lahm and Schweinsteiger from Balak and, and Oliver Kahn. So we were a bit behind. And I think Bayern did a clever job. You know, that money they they got, they bought Frank Ribéry with, who's one of their greatest ever signings. So I think in the end, it was... It was um, it took a while, but, you know, these things sometimes do in football. Talk me through that first conversation on the phone with Sir Alex, because I've read that he actually said to you, I want to bring you to Manchester United because I want to win the Champions League with you. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, that was one of the... I think he was... I remember I was in a restaurant with some of the Bayern players. We had been, just been knocked out in, in the Champions League. And we watched the game in a restaurant. We knew one of the owners of the restaurant. We watched the game. It was Man United against AC Milan. And AC Milan knocked out Man United. And they had seemed to just come to that hurdle and then get stuck a few times. And I think Sir Alex realized, you know, that he was putting pieces of the puzzle together. And he had a lot of good ones, you know. And um, I was able to come and, and be a part of that. So, yeah, I think his ultimate goal, like Bayern, you know, Bayern win, Bayern win the Bundesliga, Man United are always thereabouts with Chelsea and Arsenal to win to win the Premier League. So it's not just about winning that, but it's also about can you win the, the Champions League? It's hard. We we all know that. Sir Alex knows that. And we had he he put together a team which was 
the greatest team I ever played on in terms of individual players to go with his management. You know, it was it was a good mix. And arguably one of the greatest Premier League teams to play the game. You mentioned some of the names there. You've got Scholes, Giggs, Ronaldo, Rooney, Tevez. How did you feel that first day at training, walking out on the grass with these guys? Well, it was easy. You know, the good thing about playing, going to a team like that is you know everyone. You know, when, when you get to see the guys on the telly all the time, when you go in the dressing room, you, you, know, you know them all. You know, you even know their nicknames. You know, so that made it easier. Um, and yeah, I, I was just excited, you know, to get to work. I remember one of the first days in training, we did this thing, this game or something, and I, I didn't, I tackled someone, not hard, but just quite physical. And I love Scalzi because he's always so, he's always so like honest. And he said to me, oh, and we don't have to like, you don't have to tackle like that here. You know, it's, it's not really, even though he, he used to fly into people, but in Germany, it was so competitive, you know, like everybody went for each other every day. And at United, it was, but it was more, it was more cool. Do you know what I mean? And the way he said it was just so, so chilled. And, and I just thought, okay, that's cool. You know, like, and yeah, that the thing I loved about that team, it was super talented, but it, everybody got on really well. You know, we had all these like different cultures and languages and personalities. And everybody meshed. You know, it was, it was pretty cool to see. You made your debut your Premier League debut against Manchester City no biggie just the Manchester derby you'd obviously played in some huge derbies at Bayern Munich but how how did that compare yeah I mean to be fair I mean I, I played in World Cups and Champions League finals so I obviously it was big it was my first game for United uh, and I remember at halftime we were losing 1-0 and I was walking off after we were, you know um, and we had a bad start to the season that year. We hadn't really won many games, strangely. And as I was walking off, Rio was kind of ran by me. And he said, Owen, oh, hurry up. Gaff was going to go crazy. And and I looked at him and thought, well, we haven't done anything wrong. We're just losing the game. You know, we played pretty well. We're just unlucky. And it was interesting, the fact that Rio said that, even though being, you know, like a tough kid from, you know, like he, but he knew the boss was in charge, you know, and he knew the boss because it was a derby, he could be annoyed. And we got in and the boss said, look, I don't know how you're losing, you're, you know, you're battering them, but we're losing. So keep doing what you're doing, we'll win the game. And we didn't win the game in the end, but we actually played really well. But I just remember the boss, he didn't, he, even we thought he was going to get mad. And he actually didn't, you know, he just... He said, if we keep playing like that, we'll be fine, you know. And he was right, you know. Even though we didn't win the game, he knew that once he put all those pieces of the puzzle together, it was going to be pretty good. Hmm. I mean, that was going to be one of my questions. Was Sir Alex different for, for derby days or for certain games? Or when you took on Liverpool, did something change about him with, with each game? Or did he just react to, to every given situation? No, he had a plan with his staff weeks in advance, two, three weeks in advance. Um, and Liverpool was, the, I think, the, one of the biggest games. I remember we played at Anfield. I forgot what time. It might have been November or something. And that was a good good Liverpool team. And then before we went out, he just stopped me in the dressing room. He said, oh, and this is unlike any game you've ever played in. And I was thinking, but boss, I played in like, a few big games. You know, like it's, it's an away game in the Premier I get that. And he said, oh, and Anfield is different. You know, if you think you got two touch, trust me, you got one. He said, the first 20 minutes will be a blur. And I thought, okay. 
And sure enough, the first 20 minutes, because of the fans and the emotion and the intensity, everybody was getting after each other. That There's no time, literally. And the ball was just kind of in the air. And then once the game settled down, we, we controlled the game. And I think we won it. But he, he was right. You know, he knew he was just trying to give you a little piece of information leading into the game. But yeah, he planned every game weeks week, weeks in advance. It, within reason, I think he penciled people in best case, and then depending on who was fit, then he then he picked it. As a pundit, I hear you guys on various BT Premier League TV that the Premier League is the toughest league to to come and play in. When was the moment that that became apparent for you when you went, oh yeah, this is tough? I don't know if it's any. I think every league's different, so it's hard. It's hard to. I never got to play in Spain or Italy, and I'm sure it's pretty tough too. But I think the thing about the Premier League is the fans want their team to do well. So when you go, when you go wherever, you go to West Ham or you go to any game away, the fans expect their team to give it everything and and to have a go and not to just sit in. So the refs let the game go a little bit more than maybe in Germany. They don't whistle as much. So in the end, it's it makes it more physical and it's more competitive. Um, and I think just the maybe the intensity is a bit higher because in Germany at times I remember we used to when we played the English teams in the in the Champions League we used to say always just get through the first 20 minutes and you'll win the game not in a disrespectful way but we knew the English teams the British teams used to come out like a tornado and in the in the Premier League that works you know because the bigger teams are better than the smaller ones and they, they can blow them over but when you get into Europe which a lot of our the English teams have found, if the other team is really good in possession and they control the game, then that intensity kind of isn't as apparent. And then you see the English teams go, well, oh, you know, our intensity is not working. So I think in the Premier League it works because everybody plays like that. But you just got to be careful that when you play the top teams, like the Barca's and the Reals, and they can, they're confident enough to play through pressure, that it doesn't work as, as straightforward. But, you know, I think the intensity is higher in the Premier League for sure. You scored two goals in that opening season, two free kicks against Fulham and Arsenal. How do you go about wrestling the ball off Cristiano Ronaldo in those situations? <laughs> Ask politely, uh, like anything. Um, but to be fair, we used to practice all the time and he, he knew I could take him and stuff. And I mean, that's the only thing I'd say. I always played in a team where we had really genuine world-class players. So as a young kid, it's hard to get on free kicks, even though you, you can do it. So... I couldn't, you know, if I ever got one, which wasn't very often, even at Bayern, I had to score because if I didn't score, I, you know, I, I, I wouldn't get one for a while. Um, but we used to practice all the time and Cristiano knew I could. I could, And I love that about him. I remember we played because um, I scored a couple and then we practiced before the Champions League final against Chelsea that year. And he, he was on one side of a wall, another side, on the other side of the box, and I was on one. And I hit about nine out of ten into the top corner. Edwin was in goal. And Edwin came to me and said, Owen, if we get a free kick in the Champions League final, this was the week before the Champions League final against Chelsea, he said, get one, you've got to take it to win a Champions League final. I said, I can't take it off Cristiano. That's Cristiano Ronaldo. Anyway, we get, we get to the dressing room. We, we, we're warming up to go out on the pitch before we go out. Nobody's around. Cristiano walks over and he says to me, Owen, if we get a free kick today, it's yours. I saw you practice him. And, that, and that's, who, that's who he was. You know, everybody thinks he's like, it's all about him and he's an egomaniac. But if you're good at something, he's the first one to see that. And that's why I got to take a couple that year because he knew, you know, I, could, I might score. 
Um, and I, I admire that about him. I really do. He scored 31 goals in the league that year, 42 in all competitions. He was quite simply phenomenal. Describe his work ethic. What was he like to, to be around? Yeah, I remember we used to be in the gym all the time before training every day. Him, myself, Rio Ferdinand with, with strength coach Mike Clegg. Because Mike had this real great energy about him. You know, he used to just put the boys in their place all the time. He used to, he, honestly, he used to slaughter them. And the boys liked it, you know, because they wanted to improve. And I remember every time I went in the gym, Cristiano was there doing his sit-ups with this medicine ball with Mike. And I remember he finished his set right early on in the season. He said, oh, and I want to be the best player in the world. I want to be the best player in the world. And he wasn't yet. And that year, as you said, all the goals he scored, we won the Premier League, we won the Champions League. And he knew once he won the Champions League, that would put him in a category which almost made it undeniable. So his work rate was was crazy you know his talent was you know was undeniable but his work rate was almost as 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 good so when you match talent with work rate which most people don't have then um you get what he is which is almost like a creation from something you know he's unstoppable was there some healthy competition between him Rooney Tevez to to get on the score sheet week in week out that was the cool thing about that group you know everybody they were pretty unselfish in a way. You know, everybody looked out for each other. I think when you get really good players together, the better, the good players make the right decision because that's they're used to making the right decision. They don't, you know, they don't just do it because they want to they wanna score. And I think that group, they were all really unselfish. They were all obviously super talented, but they all, they respected each other, you know, and as much as they wanted to score, they knew, with, especially with Sir Alex, if you didn't play the right ball at the right time, you were going to hear about it. So all the boys kind of, he kept everybody on their toes in a, in a good way. And and I think that's what makes a great team. Like Liverpool now, you know, the manager has such control of the group that the players respect the boundaries. And when you do that and you have all these great players, then you've got a chance to make something really special. The league title would come down to the final day. You guys were playing Wigan. Chelsea had Bolton. Describe the, the mentality of the squad heading into that, that game at Wigan. Yeah, win the game. You know, we, we controlled our own destiny. We knew that, you know. So just, just win the game. And I think when you go to a place like Wigan, you know, pretty close journey from, from where we were. You know, you expect us to win. But you never know in those moments. You know, you never know what could happen. But I think the, the focus was just do the job, you know. Do the job and... And, and win the game and I think we were we were fortunate enough to do that but also we had a lot of eyes on what was going to happen in you know the Champions League final was a couple of weeks away as well so that wasn't just win and celebrate you know we kind of we knew that season we were you know we, were, we had the possibility to do something really special so that was really cool to win celebrate together not too big because we had to be ready for the Chelsea but to take that momentum into the into the final you know that was that was that was important for us i remember watching the game and you knew when you pretty much won it because the fans went crazy when the equalizer was scored in the game against chelsea so it was over how how did you 
reacts because you'd you'd won titles at, at Bayern Munich, but in your first season in England, you've gone and picked up the Premier League title, a trophy missing from the cabinet. How did it feel? Well, that's why I moved. You know, I I would have been disappointed if we wouldn't have. So. But it was just nice to be a part of that team. Everybody talks about winning stuff, and it is it is important. But the journey is pretty important too. You know, the whole ten months you're together in preseason, and you're traveling, and you're going through the dip, difficult times, ups and downs. To then be able to put your hands on a trophy at the end of the season, and to to know you did it all together, even with the staff. You know, the staff behind the scenes at a football club are so important, and to celebrate with them is is pretty cool. So we, I think we we had a good time that night but then I remember we you know we, we didn't want to get too comfortable because we knew we had a we could make that season even better by, by winning the Champions League. You'd already done a, a pretty great job in in the Champions League top the group uh, it was a phenomenal defensive display I remember just conceding one goal up in until the final and notably those two legs at, by at Barcelona how do you go to the new camp and uh, come away with a, a nil-nil, describe that, that game and the moments that stand out. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a that pinnacle for every player, to go to a place like that, you know, where knockout stays, everything's riding on it. And that was a great Barca team. Um, young Messi was, was, was doing his thing. Um, but we, were, we had a good team, you know. We, as much as we, we had great players, we went there and we played on the counter-attack. You know, we let them have the ball. I played right back. For whatever reason, I think in all the games I played a different position every every round. But um, it was just a, I mean I remember Wayne played Wayne Rooney played in front of me on the right wing, and we never played there, you know. But the boss had a plan, and you know, and it you got to say it, it worked. That was you know that was I think that team didn't get enough credit for how good it was defensively. You know, we we kept a great Barcelona team out um, over two legs, and Scalzi scores you know a wonder goal. Uh, at Old Trafford, but um, yeah, I think that was that was one of the highlights of that season. Just even back then, you mentioned a young Messi. You had a young Ronaldo. Did Ronaldo mention the fact that he'd be taking on Messi, and he wanted to to prove that maybe he would be the better of the two over the over the two legs? Even back then, I think anytime you want to get the best of you know of the people in your category, but I think Cristiano was more focused on what we needed to do. He knew that to get in that category that he wanted to be in, he had to win, win the titles, you know, and you, as good as those guys are, you can't do it without, you can't do it without your teammates and he had good teammates and we, he knew he had to win first. Once he was able to win, then people would look at the individuals more. So yeah, he, he, I mean, we, we knew we could rely on Cristiano in those games, you know, with come up with big moments that season, every time we needed something special, he, he produced it. So that day, or over those two games, as good as Messi played, you know, Man United got to the final and Barcelona did it. And that's probably what also helped Cristiano win the Ballon d'Or that year. Yeah. And talking of uh, big big players producing in the big moments, everyone talks about goals, blockbuster goal in the second leg. But how was the feeling in, in the team? Because it must have felt like a, a real team effort and a team achievement how did you all feel after shutting Barcelona out over over two legs yeah I think we were really proud because we didn't really have to play like that very often that season you know we I mean we you know dominated most teams so 
But the cool thing about that team was we could play on the counter-attack when we needed. Almost a bit like the Liverpool team now. You know, they can, they can blow teams away, but when they need, they can, they can mix it up anyway. They can be physical, they can play on the counter. And that team, that was the only time really that season we really had to suffer a little bit. And, you know, okay, we, we suffered, but we had a game plan. I remember Sir Alex and Carlos Kios, they worked on uh, a game plan defensively for a couple of days, so much to the point that the boys were getting annoyed, you know, that they just had to stand in this shape. But you got to credit the coaches, you know, it worked. You know, they they had something they thought could work and it was executed well. So I think the players took pride in the fact that we played a bit different than we did all season. But we, we did because we, we wanted to win. Let's move on to the final, the first ever all-English European final. How did Sir Alex get you pumped up and prepped for that one? Because, wow, Chelsea v Manchester United after you've just battled for the Premier League title. He, you know, he didn't need to. He knew the boys. He knew the boys were, were ready. I remember we did a training game in in the stadium in Moscow the day before, and we almost had a fight amongst the two teams because the, the training game was so intense. You know, one team lost and everyone was moaning at each other, and so I had to come in and break it up. And that's how it was. You know, everybody was so competitive about about winning. So even in a training game, you know, you would think people didn't want to get injured, but that wasn't the case. You know, everybody was just was just on it you know they were just you know so excited for that game and obviously we knew the Chelsea boys so well we were obviously playing in the Premier League but then with England as well John Terry Frank Lampard Ashley Cole I knew Balak from my buying days um, so then we were meeting up about three days later for a game at Wembley against the US so you know we just obviously you want to win you know and it makes it a bit stranger when you play in a Champions League final that you know the guys so well but ultimately in the end it's about competition you know and we were we were fortunate because it's hard when you when you get to the Champions League final and then it goes down to de- like details like penalties somebody has to lose you know and, and you know John Terry slipped and Elka missed and all of a sudden they lose and and we win and um, obviously we were delighted we were delighted with it and then uh, we just kept our head down when we got together with the national team a few days later and tried not to look too happy Talking through that that penalty because with your German background, you don't lose penalty shootouts. It was a it was a bit of a risky penalty, but was it top left as well? You really went for it. How did you feel walking walking up to the spot? Yeah, I always took my penalties like that. All the boys knew I all the boys knew I took the penalty. Even the Chelsea boys knew I took it like that. You know, Frank and JT and Ash and Balak, they were pointing to check I was going top left behind me, and so much so that when I walked up, I thought, oh. I said, those guys are going to tell him where I'm going. So I thought, in my mind, because it's quite a long, it's like a 10-second walk on your own. I thought, I might just go to the other corner on the bottom, you know, just because it's the opposite. And I thought, what am I thinking? Just just do what you do well, you know, and, and if he saves it, he saves it. So I always went that way. I remember Geeksy said it to me after. He said, he said, I knew you were going to score. I had no, I had no doubt. So, but you, obviously, you, you know, you get up there and you see the goal and you see Czech and the fans behind you can, you know, you can, I wouldn't say have doubt, but you can think, oh, you know, should I do something different? So I'm glad I trusted my instinct and yeah. hit what it like penalty. a free kick. Yeah, he almost got a hand to it, didn't he? Wow. Uh, you won it in the end. The celebrations were superb. How did 01 and 08 compare for you? Oh, so different. I mean, 01 was my first year in football, you know, so much so that, 
my mom and dad thought from can I remember and I didn't even celebrate because I didn't want the boys to think I was like a, a one-hit wonder so I just sat quietly in the corner I had a coke with my mom and dad didn't even celebrate because I was already in my mind preparing for next season you know I wanted them to know I'm in business so um yeah that was that was cool but to be fair it was my first season so I didn't really know what to expect I didn't know how hard it was to get to a Champions League final um but we were able to to, to win that so 07 08 was cool because I knew it was a tough journey to get there and that team just came together at the right time and um yeah, we were, we were really fortunate that we just, when the moments when we needed something, we, you know, we had an answer. It was a wonderful, wonderful game. Great season. Sadly for you, a lot of your career after that at United was blighted by, by injury. How do you then reflect on 07-08? That was my only healthy season, you know, and when, it, when I was healthy, I played, you know, 30, 38 games or something like that and we won a lot, you know, I played a part but after that, you know, I I had some, I had some treatment, which, you know, ultimately I was never able to play again to the same level. So, really humbling for me because I thought I had a long time left in football, you know, at that age. And um, yeah, twenty-seven was too young to. I would, if you would, if you would ask any of my teammates or anyone, that could have been my last game against Chelsea. Well, the we played the US three days later. Um, that was arguably my last healthy game. Then. You know, I think everybody would have said no way because, I, you know, I, I trained so hard. But, you know, life is unpredictable, you know, and I, I could have never imagined that for myself. Um, but once I had to have knee surgery and try to fight back and come back, I was never the same, you know, which was which was, which was crazy because my body took me all the way from Canada to Germany to the UK to play for England, even though I was born in Canada, to do all these things to carry me so far further than I could have ever imagined. Then to also then have it taken away from you was almost the opposite you know so it was humbling in a way but I was blessed for a while and then I had some bad luck for a while but uh, this, that's your journey everyone has a different one that was mine can't change you know can't, can't live in the past yeah wonderful career Owen you've played with some of the greats won it all congratulations and thank you for sharing with us a year of your life we greatly appreciate it thank you no thank you